Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination Podcast. I'm Mark Vivert, and with me again, as always, is Matt Quest. Hello, and today our guest is Yuri Lowenthal. Um, if you haven't watched this podcast before, yeah, watch this, listen <laughs> to it. Uh, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past or present. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it's up for discussion. We'll be back in a few seconds with our new releases. <laughs> New releases this week. Uh, we have three different things. Uh, the first one is Transformers Rescue Bots Energize, which uh, we, when we've had him on in the past, our, our good friend Mr. Jason Marsden has talked to us about the show. He does a voice on it. And unlike uh, the Transformers Prime show, this this Transformers series is 2D animated, and it's it's kind of aimed more for kids between the ages of like three and and six i would say because uh, you know it 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 focuses it has, on yeah it focuses on like fire cartoony. yeah it focuses on like fire trucks and police car uh transformers and and optimus prime uh and then it's got ratchet in there as well um and then it's got a big uh human cast of people that that are like doctors and scientists so it's like a way to to teach kids about like different people and how they there are heroes for the the earth instead of just the transformers so uh it it, so yeah like i said if it it is aimed at those at that crowd and what i thought was kind of funny is that the, the fire chief's name is uh charlie burns so I thought it was a little bit funny that they threw a pun into the, the firefighter's last name there. But yeah, so if you have a little boy or a little girl that likes Transformers and is between those ages, they'll definitely like that. It's got a bonus feature that's a printable coloring sheet, too. So you can print those out and have them color some Transformers. And Mr. Mr. Peter Cullen himself returns as Optimus Prime because he loves being Optimus Prime. And Matt, I don't know if you know this. He does. He does the voice of Eeyore as well. Oh, I think I did know that. Yeah. So I, I always think that's funny. I, uh, I want, I want to hear him someday, uh, do the voice of Optimus, but in the character of Eeyore, and vice, <laughs> and vice versa. So you have like a really kind of depressed Optimus, like walking around, and he's like, uh, I guess I'll fight you, Megatron. <laughs> I'll probably lose though. One so, can only wish. Yeah. Uh, so, so going going from there, I talked about this when it came out in theaters uh, when we did our Oscar episode. You weren't able to make that, but I talked about about it with with Rudy. Did you ever get a chance to check out Jack the Giant Slayer? You know, I saw. I remember seeing the trailers for it, and I was really interested in going and seeing it. But now that it's going to be out, actually, it was out yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm going to definitely have to pick that one up. Uh, 
It, it's pretty cool. I was pleasantly surprised with it. It's a, a pretty cool retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk and kind of, kind of spins it in its own way, but leaves it open so the the legend that we do kind of know, we can see how it's been influenced by that. So you'll kind of understand what I mean when, when you see the movie. All the, the actors in the film do great jobs. Nicholas Holt, who was in one of my favorite movies this, this year, uh, Warm Bodies, uh, he was also played Beast in X-Men First Class a few years ago, and he's going to be in X-Men Days of Future Past next year. Uh, Hugh McGregor's in the movie, Stanley Tucci, so it's, it's got a pretty awesome cast in it. Uh, the special features on the Blu-ray are, oh, and Bill Nye, not the science guy, the, the pirate guy, <laughs> the pirate guy who played Davy Jones uh, in parts of Caribbean movies, plays the, the main giant in the film. And so th- that's more or less why I want to talk about this, because, I mean, this, the all the giants are CG characters, so animation, there you go. Uh, and the special features on here, there's Become a Giant Slater, Giant Slater? <laughs> So you can be A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. You can have a giant version of him. Um, become a giant slayer uh, with Nicholas Holt as he guides you along with essential videos that embark you on the, the trip to him going to Beansock and fighting the giants and whatnot. There's deleted scenes, and then there's a gag reel, too. And then it also is available as a 3D Blu-ray, so if you have a 3D TV, you can watch it in 3D as well. I got to see it in, in IMAX, actually, with Patrick, so that was pretty cool because of the giants in it and whatnot. And we saw it in 3D. Awesome. So, I would actually suggest seeing that. Uh, the next film, I'm, I'll try to figure out a way to for why I, I'm reviewing this on an animation podcast. Um, well, <laughs> There's got to be some CG effects in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, here we go. Magic is an illusion. Animation is the illusion of giving a still image life by se- sequential uh, different, you know, pictures moving together like that, and then you say, oh, look, it's moving, and it's alive. So, there you go, there's my reasoning. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the incredible Burt Wonderstone. It didn't really do that well at the box office, but I liked the cast it had in it. Uh, it had, had Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, Olivia Wilde, Alan Arkin, Jim Carrey, and it actually had, had James Gandolfini in it as well, so, who... Uh, Matt and I just discovered passed away earlier today. Yeah. So, rest in peace, James Gandolfini. Uh, he was pretty good in the movie too. He was funny. Uh, Jim, I, I liked the pairing of seeing Steve Carell and Steve Buscemi and Jim Carrey all to all together on the the screen. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Jim Carrey kind of plays a magician that's in the same like er, uh, kind of type as like Chris Angel. Or you know, like does like all this like, he's like a mix of Chris Angel with David Blaine. But he's got like the, the <laughs> kind of like the jerkiness of Chris Angel, but he does like all this cool kind of street magic, or like stunts. You know, like holding it, holding in his pee for like forty eight hours. So, I, I thought the movie was funny. It's worth definitely checking out. Uh, there's some pretty cool. Bonus features on here too. There's Steve Gray on cut, which is some never before seen performances from Jim Carrey's character. There's deleted scenes and alternate takes, and then there's a making movie magic with David Copperfield, uh, the magician, and he shows you how one of the big uh, magic stunts in the film was done and how they conceived it for the film. And then there's a gag reel in this as well. And when there's a gag reel, it's got Jim Carrey, Steve Carell, and Steve Buscemi. It, you know it's gonna be good 
Gagriel. So definitely check that out. Transformers came out last week on the 11th. Jack the Giant Slayer came out on June 18th. And then the Incredible Burt Wonderstone will be coming out on Blu-ray and DVD on June 25th. So that is our new releases for the week. We'll be back in a few seconds with our news. Alright guys, news for this week. The The first bit is DreamWorks and Netflix get cozy in a new deal. We talked about this a few months ago when DreamWorks and Netflix kind of came up with that that they they signed a deal to have the animated series for Turbo that would come on there in the fall after the film came out on Blu-ray and whatnot. Uh, but what is also going to be on there now, they basically... Netflix will be the one stop for all of your DreamWorks content. So they're going to have all of the, the TV series that are currently airing for, for DreamWorks on there, like we, um, like Kung Fu Panda, Legends of Awesomeness, the Monsters vs. the Alien show, the, what is it? Uh, they have that Crudes animated series in development. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, sh- and as well as when the movies come out, uh, for DVD and Blu-ray, they'll be also be available on streaming. I don't know if it'll be the same day, but they'll be on Netflix as part of the deal. So Turbo, The Crudes, and then next spring's Mr. Peabody and Sherman will make their premieres on Netflix as part of that deal too. And since DreamWorks actually owns Harvey Entertainment, the, the studio that owns Casper the Friendly Ghost, Filmation, which is they own He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and J-War Studios, which are Rocky and Bowwinkle, George of the Jungle, and the aforementioned Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I'm assuming all of these series will show up on Netflix as well, So, which is pretty good since Netflix just lost a bunch of Nickelodeon shows uh, this past few weeks. So it's it's pretty interesting to see like all these new series we'll be seeing on there and how Netflix is kind of growing into its like own network, like paid network like HBO and Showtime, but via the internet. So, what do you think about that, Matt? I mean, awesome. We're going to see all that content now. And it's so nice that, you know, it's such like a cheap stream of media that, you know, I might just, you know. Sign back up for Netflix. Sign back up. (laughs) As soon as my direct TV plan's up. Jeez. I got suckered into that. (laughs) Uh, And another good reason is I just noticed this recently. They had a bunch of Disney content to it in the past week or so uh in hd so they have hercules on there in hd oh wow uh, and then they also have a bunch of like disney shorts on there they have prince and the pauper on there in hd which is which is awesome and then they have uh mickey and the beanstalk from you know the fun and fancy free yep uh they also have wind in the willows on there in hd from the ichabod and mr toad so they're kind of split up not the way that they were like released theatrically but they have a bunch of shorts kind of paired together so like when you watch that the Prince and the Popper one, they have a bunch of like kind of medieval other Disney shorts paired with that to watch. And it's pretty cool. If you just search, do a search for Disney on Netflix, you'll be able to find all those on there. It's pretty awesome. Talking about Disney, Matt, what do you think about this, this next bit of news? <laughs> well, it looks like we're having a sequel to planes landing 
in 2014. Hmm. So even though the first movie, Planes, hasn't come out yet, they're already planning a 2014 sequel. Interesting. In my, uh, you know, line of work over at Fisher-Price, it seems like they were planning this from the beginning and it was cheaper to contract uh, the animators for a length of time. And uh, it seems like, you know, they're just going to crank two movies out at once. Right. And without like kind of divulging anything, I'm assuming you've probably been developing toys for the first one and the second one kind of back to back possibly. I, I, I might have seen um, some planes merchandise. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see those out in stores. Definitely. And to put this in perspective, Planes, the, the first film is coming out in theaters August 9th of this year. The sequel, Planes, Fire and Rescue, will be, is scheduled right now to be released in theaters July 18th of 2014. So that's a little bit less than a year in between them. And unlike you were, you were saying, since... And we kind of talked about this before we recorded. Is that planes? Since planes was originally, you know, slated to be a straight to DVD film, I'm assuming much like the Tinker with the Tinkerbell films, that they were working on multiple films at the same time, so that you know they could release them sequentially each year for that. But when they decided to put it in theaters, they're like, oh, we're not going to put one in theaters and then put the sequel on straight to DVD Blu-ray. But so prepare to. I don't know if we'll get a Planes 3, but I guess we'll have to see see what happens with that. And again, this is a reminder that Planes is not a Pixar film. It is being produced by Disney Toon Studios. Yeah, I think it might get a big following just because it is kind of... This is like the first kind of spawn. Like yeah. it, It's like a growth off of Pixar that's just kind of, you know, breathed its own life. I don't know. It's It's weird. It, it, it is it is a very interesting thing of its its own. I don't know, like what to, like even though I know it's not Pixar, I don't know if I should consider it kind of like a a baby yeah. of Pixar's or something it, like that. But yeah, it's like I don't know. Because I mean, it's... John Lasseter's still producing it, but I don't. Know. Oh, speaking of John Lasseter, I was somewhere the the other day and I got I was four feet away from him. I did not get. I, I was seeing something with uh, our who we had on the, our friend uh, Jonathan who we had on the show, and Jonathan got to shake his hand. Had started to talk to him, and then the guy that was with uh, John Lasseter kind of escorted John Lasseter away, so we we didn't get to talk to him. <laughs> but uh, that that was pretty cool being that close to him, and it, it made my day that day. So did he have an aura about him that just you know? bright lights and music started playing he seemed very focused on on what he was he was talking about at the time but i mean he seemed like a, a very nice guy from what i could you know perceive from four feet away from him and not talking to him so and, and <laughs> very he, cool he was wearing one of his his awesome hawaiian shirts so that was cool as well uh yeah so at some point in the future i can disclose where i was and and why I was four feet away from John Lasser, but but not yet. Uh, so the next bit is Melissa McCarthy is signed on to join Seth Rogen in DreamWorks' film Boo, uh, the Bureau of Otherworldly Operations, which this this sounds pretty cool. 
I, I like Melissa McCarthy since I've seen her in Bridesmaids and then this past year in Identity Thief. And she's starting to become inundated though, because she's like in everything now because of how popular she was in Bridesmaids. Yeah. She was in Identity Thief. Now she's gonna be in The Heat. It's coming out later this month. I think she's in like one other thing coming out this year too. But uh, Boo Bureau of Otherworldly Operations is a super classified agency you've never heard of and certainly never seen. Dedicated to protecting humans from evil hauntings, the agents of Boo have a secret weapon. They are ghosts themselves. When newbie agents Jackson Jackson Moss, which is uh, Seth Rogen plays the character, and his oddball partner Watts McCarthy uncover a plot to destroy Boo by the agency's most wanted haunter, they must use every trick in their arsenal to defeat his powerful ghost army and save Earth from a ghostly fate. Sounds Aww. pretty. It sounds pretty cool. Uh, reading that though, again, I just noticed. Uh, have you seen the the trailers for the, the Ryan Reynolds Jeff Bridges film R.I.P.D.? No, I haven't. Uh, that's a film where this isn't a spoiler because it's based on a comic, and in, in the trailer, Ryan Reynolds' character dies, and he becomes basically like a a ghost cop to keep the. It's it's kind of like Men in Black, but with ghosts. Yeah. And, and it kind of sounds similar to this now that I just read this again. I'm sure it'll be different enough, but now that I just read that again, it does seem very similar to that all. I'm sure they'll, uh, you know, tweak it enough so that it doesn't, you know, seem exactly like that. But I'll probably end up liking this film more than, than I will R.I.P.D. Uh, and then this is scheduled to hit U.S. theaters on June 5th, 2015. So... I always, I also said that at one point I thought maybe like Boo could have been a, a kind of spinoff to Monsters vs. Aliens with Seth Rogen playing Bob again. But, yeah, that'd be cool. But uh, after seeing that, it doesn't appear like that's what it's going to be, and it'll be interesting to see what more of the cast is when they release that as well for that film. Uh, and then Matt, coming off of last week, we talked about Disney and Pixar releasing a bunch of their dates for films that they're going to be having coming out in the next few years. What do you think of all the release dates that Fox with their, their affiliations with DreamWorks and blue sky have kind of, I tell you what, I tell you what it's, it's really ambitious Definitely, is what I think. And, you know, I saw a review um, on rotten tomatoes the other day and it seems like, all these, uh, you know, DreamWorks and, you know, some other places are just banging out kids' films. And just, it's money. It's all about money. And, you know, they're not giving the films proper time to really, you know, make them quality. So, I mean, and I understand, too, that, you know, animators, you know, we're, we get better at, you know, what we do the more films we work on. So, you know, I understand that we get faster as, as long, you know, the more films we work on. But, like, there's still a level of time that needs to be on a film that we can, you know, do new things. And it's like if they just, you know, crank these films out, it's like there's not really time to try things and to, you know, push, you know, the levels. And it's just, I don't know, I, I'm not a fan of it, but that's just how the corporate world works yeah so you know i wish you know a, a stu a studio 
would you know open up where they would give you know maybe a couple years to work on a movie because in that respect you could produce you know a film with you know maybe visuals no one's ever seen before and just really spend a lot of time working on it yeah uh and this list is about 25 it encompasses both dreamworks blue sky and then fox animation so we have this year's Turbo, which is DreamWorks' last release for this year, coming out in July. And then next year, we have Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Rio 2. Mr. Peabody and Sherman is DreamWorks. Rio 2 is Blue Sky. The sequel to How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, Happy Smack Day, which is DreamWorks, comes out. So these are kind of spread throughout the year, too. So, like, start in March, get the spring. We get one from DreamWorks, one from Blue Sky. And then we get How to Train Your Dragon in the summer, Smack Day in the fall. And it kind of repeats that pattern with the Penguins of Madagascar in 2015, Bureau of Otherworldly Operations in t- 2015, Peanuts in 2015, Alvin and the Chipmunks 4 in 2015, and then we also get Kung Fu Panda 3 in 2015, which seems like, at least with that, it seems like they've been working on Kung Fu Panda 3 for a while. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that they're taking their time with that and the, the How to Train Your Dragon films. Same here. Uh, uh, Mumbai Musical, which is one of like the first musical kind of films they're going to be doing. Uh, that's coming out in 2016. How to Train Your Dragon 3, 2016. Uh, Anubis, which is a film from Blue Sky, will coming out in 2016. And then they have DreamWorks Trolls movie coming out in 2016. And then the last of their titled films that they have scheduled is Ferdinand from Blue Sky coming out in 2017. And then they have stuff scheduled up until like december 21st of 2018 so they have stuff pretty much set for like the next five years or so so it'll be yeah crazy interesting to and i almost wonder if they like released all those to kind of to lock in their stuff now that disney and pixar released dates for the stuff they were working on so they can kind of you know lock in the dates for theirs too so should be interesting to see what we get between from DreamWorks, Blue Sky, Disney, Pixar, and all the other animation studios in the next five years or so as as the technology increases and everyone gets, starts getting even better at the animation. So, yeah, that's our news for today, guys. We'll be back in a few seconds with our trailers. Our new trailers this week, guys, include Phineas and Ferb, Frozen, and the Lego Movie. Uh, the first one, Phineas and Ferb, Mission Marvel. Matt, you and I kind of learned about this almost a year ago when we interviewed Drake Bell in July of, of last year, and he kind of uh, let go spilled that spilled the beans. Yeah, spilled the beans that he was <laughs> going to be on a Phineas and Ferb special doing the voice of Spider-Man. And that's kind of where we first heard about it. And then there was, I don't remember, I think there might have been like a very small teaser uh, like late last year. But then IGN released this this full trailer for it. It's going to be on this summer. And what's kind of funny is how, how much like the, the huge like Marvel fanboys are getting like 
really upset about this. And I'm like, this is what was going to happen when Marvel bought Disney. They're going to be on this crappy show. And I'm, I wonder how many of them have actually ever watched Phineas and Ferb. Because if they were going to pair the Marvel superheroes with any show on Disney Channel, I'm glad it's Phineas and Ferb. Because Phineas and Ferb is more or less the kids' version of Family Guy and The Simpsons. Because they make like pop culture references that kids might not understand. But like when I and my wife Kelly watch it patrick where we pick up on all that stuff so i'm pretty excited just to see it what about you matt yeah i mean this is the first time you'll see like you know disney with superheroes so it's really cool and to think you know like you watch a show for a long time and then all of a sudden you throw freaking superheroes and not just superheroes but the actual ones with the actual voice actors in it it's gonna be really good yeah, and the, the guys that are doing their voices are the same voice actors that have been doing the voices on the other Marvel shows like The Avengers Assemble and Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, like Adrian Pastar, who's been doing the voice of Iron Man on both Ultimate Spider-Man, and now Avengers Assemble is continuing to do it on this episode of Phineas and Ferb, and Drake Bell is doing the voice of Spider-Man. Uh, and I, I do not remember the, the names of the actors doing the voice of the Hulk and Thor, but they also seem like it's the same voices from those as well. Uh, the people that are going to be appearing in this are Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk, along with the supervillains Red Skull, Whiplash, Venom, and MODOK. And it looks like Phineas and Ferb's uh, superhero that they created, the Beak, will be reappearing, so that'll be pretty awesome to see Sweet. them, that alongside uh, these superheroes. And then, obviously, Dr. Doofenshmirtz is going to probably be pairing up with the supervillains, so I'm pretty excited to watch this this summer, and I know Patrick's really excited as well. Uh, the next one, people have been wanting a Frozen trailer forever, uh, especially the rotoscopers. And Matt, what did you think about the, the teaser for Frozen? I mean, I was surprised because, you know... Um, coming off of the you know concept art you know i was thinking uh like 2d but uh to see like the uh 3d um trailer come out with you know the snowman and the uh reindeer it was it was hilarious the story was great like just in the little snippet so i'm excited to see you know see the rest of it see a longer trailer i I like this teaser too because it appears like it's it's kind of like the teaser that we got for Despicable Me 2 last year, where it's not necessarily a scene in the film, it's just kind of giving you a taste for, like, these side characters that are going to be in the film, and maybe a little bit of, like, what the humor will be like for it. So you get Svien, the the reindeer, and Olaf, the snowman. Uh, Olaf is voiced by Josh Gad. Uh, Matt, I'm trying to think of stuff Josh Gad was in that you might have seen He's a comedic actor. He's kind of a bigger guy. He was the last thing he was in was the internship, but no one's really going to see that. So uh, he was also in the NBC show sixteen hundred pen, but that show was also canceled. Um, I'm trying to yeah. He he's been in in a, in a few things. Uh, oh, he was in uh, the Rocker with with Rain Wilson. I don't know if you saw that, but he was pretty funny in that too. Yeah. But yeah. They Disney released some other stills from the film as well, so you, you get a your first kind of glimpse at Elsa and Anna. Uh, 
you see Anna inside of Elsa's big ice castle. Uh, they also released a picture of Kristoff uh, riding Sivan over like this this ice to landscape with boats behind him and whatnot, as well as um, who was the other guy? Uh, oh yeah, Prince Hans, you know, in a photo with. Anna, who looks like they might have like some kind of love connection going on there. And they also announced recently that Alan Tudyk, who did the, the voice of King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph, will be is joining the cast as the Duke of Wesselton, who is, uh, it was not pictured in any of the things. But I, I am looking forward to the seeing, the, seeing this film in its completion and entirety in theaters. How about you, Matt? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, I mean, just from this, I, I hope that we get we get a theatrical trailer uh, with planes, possibly, since this teaser is going to be attached to Monsters University. And theatrical, it seems like August will be close enough to November that they'll want to release one then to kind of give, give us a taste for the actual story of the film. So I am looking forward to this, and I can't wait to see more about the movie. Uh, and then the last one we have is the Lego Movie teaser trailer, which... I wrote something up about this on the site, and I thought it was awesome. Just because of like the sheer amount of like different intellectual properties that they have sharing the screen in this, is freaking awesome. You have like from what I could see, like in the, the shots that they kind of showed, you had Michelangelo. Uh, I can't, I couldn't tell who the other Ninja Turtle was, but you have Michelangelo, and then basically Green Lantern, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, Robin, are all in this this film with these original Lego characters. And I was just kind of geeking out because I'm, I'm wondering, since this is being done by Warner Brothers, there's also Lego sets for Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So will we see Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings characters pop up in the film as well? So what, what did you think about the, the trailer, Matt? This trailer was awesome. This is the first, like, film that just totally struck me from the trailer like the lighting is totally awesome like when i first saw this trailer i'm like oh no way no way like they did not do that and it's like the lighting is great and i mean just the overall look i mean the way that like the characters are like they they because we were wondering about this how they would actually like animate like the characters the lego characters if you know they would actually kind of stretch some boundaries or keep them like as they were like as they can move as an actual lego piece and i think they nailed it like in this trail i loved it what's awesome is that they did it in a way where it kind of almost looks like it's stop motion yeah where like where they filmed it with like actual legos and uh because I mean, at first I was looking at, it, I was like, did they, did they do this to CG or is it stop motion? <laughs> and then, like, obviously, like it gets later on in there, you could you could tell that it was, it was it was uh, CG. But you should be excited to know that it's being directed by the creative pair of Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and Twenty One Jump Street. Yes, I am. Uh, and then the voice cast is amazing as well. Chris Pratt, uh, he's prominently featured in, in the trailer as well as Morgan Freeman. is. Uh, he's doing the voice of Emmett, which appears to be the, the main character of the film. And then Will Ferrell is doing a voice. Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman, 
Alison Brie, Charlie Day, Liam Neeson, and Morgan Freeman are all doing voices in this movie. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty epic movie. And it sounded like Diedrich Bader is doing the voice of Batman. Because he, he had done the voice of Batman on the, the Batman, the Brave and the Bold animated series. So I'm wondering if they have him coming on to do that as well. So Yeah. I'll be pretty excited to see the the final you know thing for this film. Because I, I'm already excited for it. My, I know Patrick's super excited for this. Because, I mean, it's a Lego movie. And it's got all of these characters in it. Like Superman, Batman... The Ninja Turtles, so I'm wondering how like those branded characters will fit into the story. Like you gotta see like Batman is helping out Emmett in in part of the trailer, and then like all of those other characters are kind of like in a more or less I don't uh, kind of like an assembly hall somewhat kind of thing that's kind of reminiscent of what like we saw like in 300 and and other films kind of like that. So. It's, it'll be interesting to see the the final product of this when it comes out next year. So I'm, totally. I'm looking forward to February 7th of 2014. So those are our trailers for this week, guys. We'll be back in a few seconds with our recommendations. Recommendations for this week. Uh, mine is kind of timed to be paired with the release of Monsters University coming out this Friday, the 21st. Mine is Billy Crystal Meets His Monster, and it is a, is a short film or short kind of like segment thing that College Humor did with Billy Crystal and John Goodman go to quote unquote Disney headquarters in it to see what, what Mike and Sully are going to be looking like in the prequel to Monsters Inc. And Sully looks pretty much like he does in the film, but Billy Crystal is surprised to, to see what Mike will be will be appearing as in the in Monsters University. What what did you think about him, Matt? I thought it was hilarious. Like I, I really haven't seen like John Goodman and uh um you know Billy. <clears throat> Billy yeah, Billy Crystal like in one room together not as, you know, Sully and Mike. So it was awesome to see them, like, acting and to see, just to see them, like, in, like, a mock, like, meeting. So it was pretty funny. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I think that was cool that they that they got together to actually film that with Kyle Chamber. So yeah, that, awesome. was, that was pretty cool. Uh, so what was your, what's your recommendation for the week? So my recommendation for the week is Unified. And uh, it's uh, done by an artist, uh, Rich uh, Nosworthy. And uh, it's basically a render test uh, from uh, Cinema 4D and a V-Ray, which is a rendering system. But he describes it in, uh, on Vimeo as, you know, if you're ever in a museum and you're, like, staring at a painting for a long time, then you'll love watching this uh, clip. It's, like, two minutes long. The colors are awesome. It just, every moment of this piece just intrigues you. It, the music is really great. It really works with the piece. And uh, I, I could watch this over and over and over. And it's basically a simulation of blocks. And uh, it, it starts all, you know, like uh, 
dramatically like spilled out over this like architectural piece and then it just kind of comes together so it, i thought it was really cool what'd you think mark i enjoyed it too it's it's pretty cool it's, i kind of compared it to like watching tetris in reverse and watching it like all kind of move up and form this this one cohesive thing at the end and it was really well lit and textured and i li- like you were saying i liked the music that accompanied it as well and i thought i thought it was really cool awesome and if you want to hear what Yuri's recommendation is, uh, stay tuned for later in the show when we ask him what his is as well. So those are our recommendations, and coming back in a few seconds, we'll be back with our interview with Yuri Lowenthal. So stay tuned for that. See you in a few seconds, guys. main topic for today, we're going to be interviewing Yuri Lowenthal. Uh, we interviewed your your wife a few weeks ago, Tara Platt. Yeah. Uh, so we, we figured we'd get you on the show as well. Uh, I guess introduce yourself for some people that may not know who you are. Sure. Uh, my name is Yuri Lowenthal. Uh, I'm an actor, uh, most most uh, known for my uh, work in uh, animation and video games and uh, voice acting type stuff. Um, some of my things that people might know are I, I've done a lot of anime uh, um, known for, for Naruto uh, as, as one of the big ones but but a lot of other stuff too um, in the video games um, I play a lot of uh, uh, I play a lot of smaller characters in, in a lot of games but uh, some of my sort of higher profile credits would be like the the prince and the prince of Persia uh, franchise and um, um, Say that that's sort of my, my big <laughs> big one that, that keeps coming up. Um, and uh, in animation, uh, sort of original, either American animation or, or whatever, uh, I started in, with Legion of Superheroes was my first big break. I played Superman, oh, nice. uh, which, which is kind of, you know, as a, being the huge nerd that I am, you know, playing Superman, I almost didn't know where to go after that. I'm um, sort of, you know, the, the, the holy grail. And then... Um, Went on to shows like uh, like Ben Ten and Young Justice, and that's uh, that's 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 my jam. I, I I grew up, you know, comic book reading, movie watching, cartoon watching nerd, and so so this is kind of a, kind of kind of a great life I'm carving out. So. Uh, it was what's kind of cool is that you and and Tara were actually the first people that we've interviewed or will had interviewed for and then will be interviewing for you that I that I've actually gotten to meet in real life. So that I thought that was cool that I actually got to meet you guys at the Phoenix Comic Con and that my son who's a huge Ben Ten fan got to meet you. He thought that was awesome. Yeah. So. I, I was gonna say he's he's uh, it was it was great meeting you and uh, and especially your son because he was so super cute. <laughs> oh my god. He's a he's a little geek all in himself. So Yeah, so so you're doing your job. Definitely. Yeah, like he, he's noticed stuff in Back to the Future that I hadn't noticed all, in all the times that I've watched it, and so I'm glad that he's finding things that I've somehow missed in the. <laughs> he's oh. a movie movie prodigy. Definitely. Oh my God, Mark, is that why we're supposed to have kids? I think you just <laughs> broke it open for me. It's <laughs> to pass on the geekiness. Uh, so I, I guess going from there, what kind of got you into to acting in the first place? Um, you know, it was always something that I was interested in, uh, but always sort of peripherally, and I never really committed to it. 
until uh, the end of high school. It was always something that I wanted to try, but I was I was you know busy, you know either you know doing sports or playing Dungeons and Dragons or something, and it was never, you know, it, it never sort of presented itself. Uh, and then my last year of high school, uh, I was like, wow, I, I guess if I'm going to try this out, I should probably do it before I, you know, leave leave high school and go to college and get get caught up in other things. And and I tried out for a play, and I, I made it in. And uh, it's I you know I just uh, ever since you know I, I was I was in love right away. Um, and I've always liked to tell stories. I was a uh, a writer even before I was an actor. Um, and I think that was maybe a natural extension of that, uh, combined with, you know, years of role-playing games, um, <laughs> made me feel somehow qualified. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's where it started. And then I, uh, you know, did, did some more, you know, explored it more in college and, uh, started doing, you know, independent films with my friends and by independent, I mean, you know, we got together and, you know, with a little camera and started making films and, um, doing a lot of theater and, uh, but I thought I was, I was sort of on track to do uh, a foreign service type job because that, that's, that's what my dad had done. And, and that's sort of what I was, what I was on track for. And I, I, I started working for, uh, for the Japanese government and did that for a couple of years and, but still had the, that acting bug raging. And, um, I thought, well, I don't want to look back in 30 years and, and think, oh yeah, I used to have fun doing that thing. I wonder. If I'm gonna get and uh, so, so I left that job and went to move to New York, uh, where I, where I was for for six years. And I just did a lot of uh, basement type, you know, box theater, theater, and made really weird independent films. <laughs> and then uh, actually, I met Tara uh, on a film in New York, and uh, we moved out to Los Angeles together, and sort of fell into voice acting once I got out, just looking for other ways as actors to make money. And um, Tara said a little bit about voice acting, and I said, well, I hadn't really thought about that. Which, when you think about it, it's stupid, because I've been watching cartoons and playing video games, you know, since I was a kid. That should have been the first thing that I thought of. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about finding work in that area or how you get started, and so we both took a... Uh, a sort of a beginning course, you know, like a starter course on that, and 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 went from there. And one, you know, one little job to another job, and you know, it started out really slow, but then uh, but then picked up after a while. It's been it's been kind of great. <laughs> awesome. So, was there ever like a moment where you were just like, "Oh my God, this is this is what I do for a living"? Did you ever have like that moment? Every day I wake up in my life, <laughs> you know, since I, <laughs> because because it is great, and I, I don't you know I don't want to sound like it hasn't been any work and doesn't continue to be work to you know to to, to keep it up, but but you know to, to have the opportunity to to do this kind of work and to, um, to work with the people that I work with and do the kind of job that I do is yeah it's ridiculous and and I pinch myself every day because it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> cool mark uh so what, what do you prefer doing do you prefer doing the live action acting or the voice acting for animated stuff like video games and uh, television shows and films um i you know i lo i love them both for sort of different reasons 
Um, I know I know a lot of my uh, sort of on camera friends come up to me and they say, say, oh my god, how do I get into voice acting? I would love to leave this on camera thing, and you know, and I look at them and I'm like, no, but you're, you're I mean, I've seen you on all these TV shows and you're, you know, working all the time, and you know, it seems like, you know, the grass. I guess the grass is always greener, but um, <laughs> but you know, I know a lot of my friends. You know, have 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 asked me. They're like, with where you are in, in with your voice acting career, why would you ever go on an on audition again? I'm like, well, because because I get fulfilled differently from each of those things. Um, as as a voice actor, it's you know amazing the the sort of empowerment voice acting gives you because you can play a bunch of different roles that you wouldn't normally get cast as uh, on camera, and it's it's more about it's less about oh how you know how you look, and more about oh you know what are your what are your skills you know what, what sort of talents do you have and and what you know how good an actor are you? Because um, I've found that the people who really in in sort of looking around the you know, people that I work with, the people who really sort of survive long term are also good actors. They don't just you know do funny voices or impressions. Whereas um, you know on camera it's so it's so uh, you know just based on, you know, to a certain extent, the, you know, what you look for. and, you know, you've got to have talent, but it's so, uh, you know, cutthroaty and backstabby in the, in the on-camera world. And I'll only get cast, you know, pretty much because, you know, because I'm not Eddie Murphy and I can't just, you know, put on a fat suit and, you know, look like somebody different, you know, you go undergo like this huge physical trans- transformation. Um, I'll get cast pretty much as, you know, types of characters that I that I would you know would love, and so so I mean, voice acting, you know, allows me to do, you know, to play such you know a breadth of characters, and it's really exciting, and I get a different thrill when I do on camera stuff, because I like to you know, I, I like to immerse myself in in a way that you do you know on on stage, or you know on you know camera. Where you get to wear costumes and you know have props and you know sort of be in some sort of you know situation a set that's a, that's a different that works a different muscle for me and so I you know it uh, it's, it's hard for me to like choose one over the other and you know being on stage gives me that immediate uh, uh, response from from an audience and not knowing really what's going to happen when you go on stage every night getting to play something all the way through from from start to finish that's yet a different thrill that I get. And so, so if, you know, if I had, yeah, I don't think I could pick one over the other. Um, you know, I have to say acting can be pretty, pretty cushy as far as that job goes. You know, there's no, you know, having to wait for them to set up lights and, you know, sitting in a trailer or, you know, going to wardrobe and going to makeup and, you know, for the, for the, for the five minutes of, you know, screen time or whatever you'll be, you'll be shooting that day. You know, I can, I can record, a whole video game and, you know, narration on a book and and a whole, you know, episode of an animated series, like, all in one day. I'm lucky oh, wow. Enough. So so that's, you know, commercial, maybe on the side, you know. So so it's, uh, it's interesting uh, to just say, oh, well, I'd pick VO over anything else. But, but I like that other stuff, too. I like getting my hands dirty. I think the the first thing I saw you on that of his live action was the Sarah Connor Chronicles, because I was a, a big fan of that show. So you had like a 
like a pretty influential part for like the the two episode yeah that you did too so that was pretty cool and i was was happy that i was one of the sort of the surviving characters at the end of that (laughs) you know i was waiting to go into season three and and have them you know come back to you know that that time and and hopefully you know get to keep going or you know come back with that character uh, but I was I was heartbroken when the when the show didn't continue for that reason and also because I was a big fan. <laughs> but yeah, that one of my favorite jobs because that's stuff like that is the reason I I got into acting I think and what made me so excited about it because I've always been a big genre guy you know and that's fantasy and that sort of thing and so so getting to be on a show like that was a high point for me. Awesome. Very cool. So. You, you've played like a lot of superhero type characters. Is there a certain thing about them that draws you to them? Yeah, I think I think it might be a combination of of something about that character that draws me to them, and <clears throat> about me that that people see, you know, that people either hear or see and go, oh, that that guy would be good as you know a superhero. Um, I mean, I clearly <laughs> clearly a lot of comic books and and that you know that sort of thing attracts me. Um, I think, you know, it's funny. People are like, uh, Superman or Batman? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> always, you know. But but I think the, the person that I am inside is much more Superman than Batman, uh, which I'm sure my, my friends and family are happy about that. But um, I don't know what it is exactly about that. I guess I've always felt, you know, deep down inside, like you know, I have a responsibility to <laughs> to save the world or save people or protect people, and and that that may that may be what people see, you know, come out naturally in in you know some of my auditions. You know, we don't always get to choose what characters you know as as, as an actor that that we want to play. We you know we audition for a lot of things, and sometimes we get cast. And most of the time, we don't. Um, and I think maybe. There's a part of me that that resonates with those kind of characters, which is why I get, uh, why I often get cast that way. It's always fun to get cast as, you know, the villain though, or or the snarky hero, because that 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 happens a lot less often with me, and it's fun to explore. Right. I mean, I guess you ask any actor, and they'll be like, "Oh, the villain always." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if people want to check you out on those, they can. There was what was it? it was Wolverine, the X Men, Young Justice, and then Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, those are those were sort of the big, the big ones for me. And I guess let's see, for yeah, for Legion of Superheroes, Superman, you know that, that's that's for am, and I guess that's what you know they saw, um, in the in the room when I was auditioning. Um, it was fun to get to play Bobby Drake, uh, Iceman on uh, uh, Wolverine the X Men, because because he's a bit more, you know, he's a bit he's a bit snarkier. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. And then uh, on Young Justice, I actually I started out playing a villain. I got to play High School Junior. Hey, it's funny that I, I went high school. That's I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but then in the in the second season, although you got I I, I did just a, a taste of it in the first season, uh, getting to play Lagoon Boy. He's not he's not always a team player, you know. He's so that that was kind of fun too. Yeah. When you originally were approached, were you approached for the part of Ben Tennyson, or did you audition for that? Um, I auditioned many times for that. They uh, first the first couple of seasons where it was the original Ben Ten, and he was ten years old, yeah. and he was he was voiced by Tara Strong, who uh, you know among other uh, female actors, they you know they they're really good at playing you know young boy characters, and um, 
but they they were aging him up to 15. Said, you know what, we need to, you know, we think we need to get a guy for this. And so, you know, I sent in an audition like like anybody else, um, and and it just kept getting whittled down. I think I went back three or four times. Oh wow! Like you and like four other dudes sitting in a room. You're like, oh god, how can I not get nervous about something like this? But. But in the end, much like the Superman thing, I guess they saw, you know, they saw something or felt something in the read that was like, uh, you know what, he's he's our guy. Sometimes that happens, and like I said, most of the time it doesn't. So, so it's definitely nice in it when it does, and certainly nice on a show with such staying power as Ben Ten. I mean, definitely. you know, a young, you know, like boys action show to to go on for till that's 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 the sound of me. A show that would not die, and we can and we can always talk to your son about uh, about why that is. I mean, what what is it about what is it about that show that you know that that, that people love or that kids kids love? I mean, I could I could venture a guess that that we we all wish that we had superpowers, and you know, Ben's just this normal kid who all of a sudden is amazing. You know, is 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 not necessarily prepared. You know, he's not you know go. To it, he's not already a you know a hero or a soldier or, or you know have you know trained in that. We has to figure it out, and I think I think we've all fantasized about that. Definitely, I still do. <laughs> yeah, cool. He he watched you. I think he watched like one or two episodes, and then I like noticed what he was watching, so I sat down and started watching with him. And I ended up watching a bunch of episodes by myself once because so much I ended up liking it. And and actually, with this new newer the newest series, you and Terror kind of both sharing the the role of Ben again since they they're kind of doing like flashbacks. Yeah, which is which is totally fun. And, and you know the writing the writing is good on that show. You know, it starts off with a great premise, um, but the the writing has always been good. And and I I like that. You know, there's a, there's always a bad guy to to fight, but I like how in the past it hasn't always been about oh you know here's the bad guy of the week. Um, we'll go back and forth. He's about to kill us, and then we beat him up with the bigger fist or the bigger gun or whatever it is, you know. Because, you know, it's like it's like that's boring after a while. Um, and and you know, I don't know if, if it's necessarily the right message, but um, I, I like how they've come up with some really sort of creative storylines and really good character stuff, and you know, ways to you know they, they'll come up with ways to diffuse a situation without having to just punch the other guy harder. <laughs> Now that's been fun and exciting, and yeah, that, that's probably another reason, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know, that I just wanted to see action stuff, and, and they, they always read it on that level, but but we had you know made an impression somewhere. Awesome, very cool. So, you know, is there any like favorite moments you have like working on Ben Ten? Maybe like some behind the scenes thing. Oh yeah. Um, and it usually boils down to, oh my God, I've always loved this actor, and I finally got with him today. I mean, that's that's like that's me. Roll, you know, I roll out of bed and I and I go to the go to this job, and I check the sign-in sheet when I get in to see who's there that day. And oh, wow. besides working with you know the, the really talented, awesome people that I get to work with on a regular basis on that show, who are who are sort of you know the the core, Alighting who plays Grandpa Max, and you know sort of. You know the regulars. Every now, you know, every now and somebody will roll in. You know, somebody like Rob Paulson, or yeah. you know, you know, guys like that, Clancy Brown, uh, guys who's you know who've who have been 
you know, instrumental and, or, you know, very inspirational to me as I, as I, you know, have watched these shows and, you know, watched shows in the past, actually with them, you know, Corey Burton and, you know, people like that. And then, then the, the people sometimes bring in to, to be on the show who are not for voice, you know, movies that I, you know, watched or TV shows that I grew up with. And I just do my best to not freak out. Get it? <laughs> I have to have to keep a straight face and be like, "Oh, hi, I'm Yuri Lowenthal," and, and not, "Oh my God, you were the Kurrigan in Highlander." You know, I mean, that's I, it's 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 just a matter of me, you know, keeping that inside till till at least the end of the episode, you know, till the end of that recording session, and then I go up and try to play it all cool and be like, "Oh, hey, by the way, you know, you were awesome in this or awesome in that." <laughs> I do the the whole Chris Farley show thing. Totally. I you know I feel like. I feel like Chris Farley going to that situation. I feel like I just have to tamp it down at least momentarily, you know, because I don't want to freak him out. All I want to say is, hey, remember, remember in that, in, in that episode of whatever, when you did that thing, that was awesome. You know? <laughs> that's, but that's how, that's how I feel on the inside. And I hope none of those people ever listen to this podcast because now <laughs> they'll walk in the room and be like, hey, Yuri, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, we hope that they listen to this podcast. I do be on because they, they can see it i'm sure they can see it on my face right. i couldn't possibly be the first person to come up to them and go you were awesome in that thing <laughs> <laughs> what's kind of funny is uh since you worked with rob paulson now you got you've gotten to work with well he wasn't ninja turtle original when he started working on it but now you've gotten to work with two different ninja turtles greg greg, greg sipes oh actually they're working together now too yeah yeah and uh and uh i've so I've worked with Maurice LaMarche, so so I've worked with both Pinky and the Brain. Um, wow. Yeah, which is, you know, I mean, stuff like that doesn't happen every day. Uh, I worked with, let's see, some other... I have not worked with, but I've met Sean Astin. He's one of the Ninja Turtles these days, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, Mike Sinter Nicholas were both Ninja Turtles back in the day. Um, so, so, yeah, and I and I still have my, my first print run of of all the original um, TMNT comics, which have got worth something these days. Oh, man. Definitely. I should, I should check on, I should check and see what they're, I mean, they're not, you know, I, I read them. So, so they're not in pristine condition, I'm right. sure. But I did, they're, they're bagged and boarded in my office. Uh, I guess going from talking about comics, what do you think you're the, the biggest geek about? It's funny. Cause, cause I used to read and collect a lot of comics and these days it's almost become, to like overwhelming and so i don't keep up with everything the way that i used to like i'll still and i will usually i will generally as a matter of fact wait for trade paperbacks to come out i'll go off of um recommendations uh that i respect as to you know what's really good right now or if it's a a writer or an artist that that i've always loved um or you know that i can trust sort of pick up whatever whatever comes out from them but i'll usually wait till till a weekly a weekly comic. I guess it's sort of like like marathoning a whole season, you know, like like what people do nowadays, where you just binge watch. I do. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll always pick up the trade for Walking Dead because I can't just read one issue and feel like it's okay. Um, although they usually leave you hanging at the end of uh, uh, the trade anyway. You know, anything. You know, Warren Ellis, I can always trust, and Matt Fraction, and Garth Ennis. You know, is a twisted, <laughs> but um, I generally pick up whatever he puts out um it's yeah yeah so 
So, I mean, as far as what I'm reading right now, I was I was reading uh, Mad Fractions. Uh, the last thing I did, I guess, uh, is uh, Fantastic Four stuff. Um, and um, then I keep up with Walking Dead. And then, like I said, I'll just pick up random things. And actually, the last Warren Ellis thing I read was was his book, Gun Machine, uh, his novel, which, uh, which came out fairly recently, and it was awesome. Cool. Um, it's tough to keep up. I found that as a... You know, as a a geek uh, with with many different interests, it's you know I can't watch all the anime that I used to watch. I can't play all the games that I used to play, and um, you know I can't keep up even with the because TV has gotten so good now. I can't even keep up with TV anymore, um, and as much as I would like to, working with Tara and you know producing her own stuff and and writing things and doing all that, and so I can't you know it's, you know I'll, I'll get to the end of the day which. There is never an end to the day because <laughs> doing the, the you know VO stuff or auditioning or whatever um, during the day. Then I get home and Tara and I start you know crafting new projects and we're like oh if we want you know this to get done we have to make sure that we you know to get, make you know this stuff done and so so the work never ends. But, uh, but man, I wish I had wish I had more time to read comic books and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you and you and me both. Oh my God! But um, so, kind of going off of that, how did the web series Shelf Life come about? Uh, Shelf Life came about. We were actually working on putting together a different show that Tara had conceived. It looked like it was gonna it was gonna be sort of a big production. Like we were wondering how we'd be able to pull it off. And while we were sort of working on it, Tara said. I wish, you know, I wish, I wish we could come, come up with, you know, an easier idea. And then she went, wait a minute, what if, and she, you know, she pitched the, the show to me and I'm like, oh my God, that's genius. And I, I feel like an asshole that I didn't think of it because action figures in his office and, you know, you don't even have any. Um, but, uh, but once, once she had sort of come up with that idea, we were, we were off and running and we said, oh, you know, it'll be so easy. We'll just... You know, get a couple of our friends and we'll, you know, stand in front of a camera and we'll just, you know, get some costumes and, and, and goof off, which, of course, was not the reality. By the time we rolled around to it, it had gotten extremely complicated and is only, if, if you watch the show from season to season, gets more and more complicated and ridiculous um, to, to, to put together as a production. But, uh, but that's, that's where it started, you know, it came from, we, we, we started... We've started producing our, we started producing our own things uh, several years ago uh, when we wanted to kind of empower ourselves as actors because, you know, like I mentioned before, you don't always get to choose the, you know, the roles that you would love to play. Um, and, you know, us producing things like this is, is us saying, oh, you know, these are the kind of things that I would not only love to see, but the kind of roles that I would love to play or the things that I'd like to write. And unfortunately, that sometimes means you have to <laughs> those things together yourself, which can be uh, hugely tough, but uh, hopefully uh, rewarding. I mean, I'm I'm prouder of this last season of Shelf Life than I think anything else maybe I've I've ever created. Awesome. So that's that, that's how it started. It's awesome. a, it's, a, it's a really cool idea too. I like. It. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're we're trying to convince you know networks and people like that that it is also uh, an amazing idea that they should. <laughs> so, what do you think you or what is like the next big thing you're going to be working on? Can you talk about what you're going to be working on next? Or, I, you know, in in the game world, 
they they like to keep a lid on things. Um, but I'm currently working on a couple franchises that when you know when it breaks, hopefully it'll it'll be good for everyone. Uh, it was nice to work on The Last of Us because that game is so cool um, and so so well put together. Uh, but I'll also, uh, uh, Saints Row 4 is coming out uh, soon, and, and I, I know that I'm allowed to talk about, uh, at least to a certain extent, uh, my involvement in that. Um, and I've, I've, you know, I've always been a fan of the game because it's, it's like GTA, but like really funny and insane. <laughs> it's like, you know, if the Crank movies, uh, which are some of my favorite movies, were, were a game, it would be like Saints Row. You know, they just hear how crazy it gets, and I, and I love them. So that comes soon. Uh, we just finished the season of uh, of Shelf Life, so we're we're trying to figure out exactly where to take it from there. We went we went so big this season that we kind of, you know, in in some ways painted ourselves into a corner. Like, <laughs> that. Um, but uh, Tara and I both have some some ideas for for other shows that we've wanted to uh, to do, and so we may uh, we may split, start to split our focus and you know be working on some other things as well. Um, but those, those are the things that spring to mind right now. I, I was sad then that, that Young Justice got canceled, but, but I, it's, you know, it's, it's business and, you know, if, if on time and nobody's buying toys, there's no, there's no money for, uh, for the show. Um, and that's, that's something we've always been, you know, very lucky with, uh, with Ben 10 is that they make awesome toys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Mark, if you've had to. <laughs> Destroy the the Omnitrix every season, so you have to buy a new one. <laughs> I apologize, but thank you for keeping me in a job. Um, uh, yeah, so that's that's what's hovering right now, but uh, but thankfully we're you know both me and Tara are working a lot, um, and uh, I look forward to you know all the other things on the horizon, both produced by us and where we're just a, a gun for hire because because that could be fun too. As much as I love. You know, I've gotten behind producing things. Sometimes it's nice to just show up and and be an actor. We we both got to work on uh, a sci-fi short film recently, uh, based on one of uh, Philip K. Dick's stories, uh, the, the Crystal Crypt, and it was. We both remarked to each other how weird it was that we just got to sort of show up and act, and we didn't have to worry about, you know, uh, the shoot tomorrow. We have to plan this and that, and you know, craft service today. You know, I noticed they didn't have enough coffee, or you know, we got to make we have coffee. You know. All those things that run through your head when you're acting on a show that you're also producing and maybe you know writing and funding and all that, um, it was kind of fun to get to go in and just just act. <laughs> awesome. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean that's great that you know you can you know take a moment out of your schedule to come in and talk to us. I know a lot of our listeners will be excited to hear the interview with you. Definitely. Questions. Uh, so, yeah, so thanks thanks again for, for coming on. Uh, what what would you, since we, we do a recommendation each, each week, what what would you like to recommend to people to, to check out if they haven't already? I would like to recommend, you know, uh, totally self-servingly and uh, selfishly that you check out uh, the show Shelf Life. A, because I'm super proud of it. B, because uh, we just won a, a, a geeky award for it, and, and I'm glad that blown up and you know gone viral or you know whatever the kids are saying today um you know and, and it you know it doesn't pull you know a million views every episode but but i believe that it should um i i'm always sort of an evangelist at trying to you know get people to to watch the show because i found that you know for the right for the right crowd 
you know, when you see it, you'll love it. Um, it's just a matter of getting, you know, guiding people towards that or letting them know that it's, that it's there to be watched. Um, so that, that would be my recommendation, uh, Shelf Life. And you can either go to the YouTube channel, uh, Shelf Life, the series, or, or go to just shelflifeseries.com. And then I've, I've got a, uh, a book that I wrote um, that's going to be coming out soon. We're just finalizing the, the layout, and then it'll go up as, a, as an e-book and as well as a print-on-demand kind of thing. It's called Tough City, and it's, uh, it's sort of a hard-boiled detective retro future noir kind of uh but it's, it's like if, it's sort of like if if blade runner were funny <laughs> uh, nice. it would start to approach you know where, where where that is and uh i wrote it with a with a friend uh many years ago and uh it was a contest actually and the contest was the the, the winners you know the winner would get published and we came right down to sort of the final five but we didn't win and so it never got published, so it sat in a drawer uh, for years. And then, but I kept going back to it. And every time I would pull it out and read it, it would make me laugh. And then I'd call up, you know, the few friends that I know who have read it and said, hey, I just pulled out the, and, and it would make them laugh too. And so, so I finally thought, in, you know, in, in today's uh, day and age when you can, when, you know, self-publishing is a, is a reality, that, uh, that it, you know, I wanted to get it out there so people could see it. So, so Tough City will be out soon too. Nice. I'll link both those in our show notes too, so people can check those out. Yes, we will spread the word. Uh, and where can people find you online as well? I am I'm easily stalked online <laughs> on on Twitter, which which I frequent most of all um, because it's uh, short and to the point. Uh, is uh, I'm just Yuri, at Yuri Lowenthal. Um, you can uh, you can go to my my website, which is yurilowenthal.com. Although I don't update it as often as. Uh, as uh, as I probably should, um, but uh, yeah, those are those are those are good places to find me. Um, Twitter and uh, Twitter and the website. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again for taking time out of your your day to come on our show and talk to us. Absolutely, I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we were able to schedule it. And uh, you know, if more more questions come up, or if there's anything that that we've left unanswered, uh, we can we can always come back. Definitely. Maybe we can do a, a team up episode where you have you and Tara come on together. We yeah, it gets crazy. We feed off of each other. I don't, I don't, you, you've just you've just opened the floodgates, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's what we'll have to do. We'll have to plan an episode where both of you guys come on together. Excellent. Look forward to that. All right, sir. Cool. So we we will let you go for the day. Thank you. And Mark, tell tell young Master Ben Ten that uh, that the other the other older, bigger Ben Ten says hi. I will do that. All right. Thanks a lot. Later. Bye, Matt. Thanks. Hey, guys, that is our show for the day. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Mr. Yuri Lonethal. Uh, don't forget you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibber, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. And I'm at Questpact, Q-U-E-S-T-P-A-C-T. Or you can follow our show at Animated Podcast. Uh, feel free to also email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, go to our site because we're posting news there every day at animationfascination.wordpress.com. 
And you can also like us on Facebook just by searching for Animation Fascination. We're almost to 400 likes, so we'll probably hit that by the end of June. Pretty excited about that. Uh, so for myself, I'm Mark Fibber, uh, Matt Quest, and our guest, Yuri Lowenthal. Thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time, guys. Later. See you. Some interview later in the show with Mr. Yuri Lowenthal, who is. God damn it. I screwed that up. That was all me. Hold on a second. Oh, <coughs> oh bless you. Thanks. Hey, you were good the whole episode. Uh, so, when. Did you. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. A little blooper there.